And welcome to episode 17 of Retro Quizzical, the nation's favourite podcast about game shows of the 80s and 90s. I am Les Hear It For The Boy, and I'm going to be your host for proceedings. (laughs) Ably support... You sounded like you were having an asthma attack. No, I was just... I was trying to hold my breath and not laugh and ended up laughing up my nose. Even were ably supported, as you'll have just have heard, by my assistant Paul, who this week, in his attempt to crack America, has reached Zone Five of London. How are you, Paul? <laughs> I'm all the better for hearing your gags at my expense. <laughs> You're very welcome. Of which I'm sure there will be more. Mm. Um, how is Mission Transatlantic faring? Um, have you ever heard of a ship called the Titanic, Les? Moving on. Uh, The format of our show, for those of you who don't know, is that we score each show out of ten across five rounds based on their theme tune, host, retro-quizicality, originality and budget. Take each initial letter of the rounds and you get the word throb, which shouldn't be a a surprise as 17 episodes in. When the round scores are added together, they make a final score out of 50, which in turn will determine (laughs) where the show places on our throbometer. A quick look at our throbometer... And you'll see that our threesome is no more. Our threesome has now become a foursome after Big Break joined our leaders at the top. So Crystal Maze, Big Break, Blockbusters and Blankety Blank are sitting very pretty with a respectable 40 points each. What do you notice about most of those shows? They've all got 40 points. I don't know, Les. What have you noticed about those shows? The prevalence of the letter B. Oh, the B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-
the minute your family got wind of the fact that you were talking for longer than a couple of minutes that they didn't tune in or <laughs> that's a distinct possibility well we'll see won't we the proof we will. will be in the pudding les <laughs> one other thing that i forgot to mention nearer the time was our retro quizzical challenge the price is right game we did stir up quite a lot of interest but you represented the show uh, admirably by by not cheating this time, which was good. But you came third. Did I? You did, did you not know? No. <laughs> Do you remember the game? Yeah, I remember putting my bids in, but I don't. Not really you interested came... in winning or anything. It said nobody. Um, you came third, and you were 118 pounds out over the five days. One of my friends was a dead cert for third place, and. He hadn't bid by the final day, so I sent him a message saying, come on, you've got to... And I think you rushed it, and it was a clock that was £125. And, um, and he bid six up... grand. Five <laughs> <laughs> or something. Uh, so, Pag, if you're listening, I'm, I'm, I apologise. You you plummeted from third to sixth. Pag, on... you Pag. lose, mate. Yeah, I beat that's... you. Is this your way of ostracising any listeners we have left? I am Alan Partridge. Of that, there is no doubt. Sorry. Carry on. You came third. Well done. Dave Carter came second with uh, £46. Only £46 out across five days. And the big screen quiz... (coughs) (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) They... They did very well. <coughs> With um, have you got a tickle as well? I've got a tickle. Yeah. Um, they were only twenty-four pounds <coughs> out. <coughs> yeah. So didn't they do well, Paul? <laughs> that was the retroquizzical challenge. Charles Ingram would be proud of all your efforts. <coughs> so moving on. I have to ask you, Paul, uh, what is your favourite quiz show involving all things Trolley Dash? Supermarket Sweep. Ladies and gentlemen, the 17th show to get the retroquizzical treatment is Supermarket Sweep. Are you ready to go shopping? Inside a very special supermarket, the only supermarket in the world that gives you money. Two thousand pounds is waiting on our shelves to be won by some lucky person in this store. The aim of the game is to shop smarter and faster than the next person, and everything in this supermarket is up for grabs. Go on, fill your trolley as high as you can because shopping has never been so much fun. Yes, there's prizes in store and much, much more when you play Supermarket Sweep! Round one, theme tune and titles. The theme tune is a tiny bit background music, do you not think? It is, it's another one of those where the voiceover comes in and spoils it. But, yes. But, most but. of those theme tunes that do that, they're rubbish anyway, but this one, there's. Yeah. It's good. It kind of, for me, it sounds like an infomercial. Do you remember back in the back in the 80s and 90s? And I think they probably still do it some places, but I don't think it happens in London because two, people are too busy kind of stabbing each other. In but I don't, I don't think you get music played in the background. Any. I think that's a very non-London thing. Am I right? Because you obviously come from... 
another planet. <laughs> <laughs> That's just remind. Do you watch Phoenix Nights? Have you ever seen it? Uh, the Peter K. I I know of it. I know. Yeah, yeah. So so the band get they've got no work on and the place is burned down. So they have to find work elsewhere. So they get a job as a band at the front of Asda. They got they sing songs <laughs> about products that are on offer, like corn beef. With chips or with salad, it's corn beef. Even Buckingham Palace eats corn beef, etc. <laughs> <laughs> Come get your black bin bags on offer till December. They're long and black and slender. <laughs> Very good. Um, I did notice the Men in Black theme tune there. Yeah. Um, so, Where do you not remember <laughs> in the 80s and 90s, supermarkets did have background music, didn't they? I'd, they did I don't think telly. they do. Now. They did on telly. Did they have it in real life? I think they did. The tune was composed by a chap called Kevin Kitchen. And in research. <laughs> That's, that's not even Stupid a Stupid name, Kevin. I mean, Come that on. is an amazing... If I was Leslie Avenue or, or let's take our clothes off or what have you, I think I would be Kevin Kitchen. So anyway, in researching our Kev, I didn't have to look too much further than one of my often used sources, the Barnsley Chronicle. <laughs> so he was performing at a, a do called Love Music Hate Racism, which is obvious. The Love Music Hate Racism will be headlined by a singer whose greatest hits include the themes to Dow's Supermarket Sweep and Bruce's Price is Right. Kevin Kitchen of Silkstone, who has written songs for Transvestite Eurovision Song Contest winner Dana International, cool. will be topping the bill at the third May Day Carnival on May the 5th. Mate, what a draw. It's quite funny that this, this festival called Love Music Hate Racism called Dana International a transvestite. She wasn't. But they get their pronouns mixed up, don't they? Quite. Um, So Kevin Kitchen is a man, but he is also the name of a Chinese restaurant in Canada. Um, (laughs) I did wonder what all those references to prawn balls were on TripAdvisor before I realised we weren't looking at the same thing. But he did also have a top 75 hit with the song from this show. I think it was called Supermarket Sweep, brackets, we love a brackets, will you dance with me? Yes, <laughs> I did see that. The titles, going back to the actual show we're talking about, are, are a bit of a camp affair, obviously. And it actually just looks like an advert for a supermarket, complete with couples pretending to be shopping. And a very <laughs> irritating announcer talking about how this is the only supermarket to offer you the chance to win money etc etc the voiceover chap is none other than bobby bragg bobby bragg that's right to be confused with billy bragg who's someone totally different um and bobby bragg's dulcet tones can also be heard on bob's full house and the price is right sadly for me and i don't think our listeners are going to get the chance to ever hear this um wonderful spectacle the the tune is ruined by the very repetitive check it out check it out phrase that's whispered over that tune again and again ruined is harsh Liz. It's not. Mm, i find it really irritating i don't well, think even more so than the voiceovers bits that the bobby bragg does yeah i'm not quite sure why they need to keep saying check it out i mean i realize it's a pun check out shopping i get it but the whole screen is 
is footage of people shopping. You, you can't be confused. Just trying to, to confirm what... the links, Les. Do you think? Mm. Go on, so what are your opinions? You obviously love it a lot more than I do. Yeah, I this the song is great. I just, it is ruined really? by the voiceover. I don't mind the check it out bits. Yeah. One criticism I will have of it is slightly over long. The whole intro takes like an hour, not an hour, a That's minute and a half to get into the actual show. It's a bit crystal mazy in terms of it's just clips of the show. Once the footage, get, yeah, yeah. The graphics on the titles are a bit... Dated. Yeah, even for the 90s, they look a little bit dated and cheap. If we have to summarise it, it's a tiny bit too infomercial for me. It is a nice enough tune. It does sound like an advert for a, uh, a supermarket, which I guess is what they were aiming, what our care yeah, it's, it's was apt. aiming for. Yeah, it is appropriate. I've given it a score of seven. Okay, I thought you were going to give it less than that. It didn't. It didn't wow me. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd go along with that, Liz. Round two, host. So Dale, Jonathan, Winton, probably the most, one of the most regular names we've had so far. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Dale was born on the twenty second of May, nineteen fifty five. The son of a Jewish father, Gary, who owned three furniture shops, and mother Cherie, a Jewish convert who was an actress and was technically a Bond girl, mm. though her part is uncredited in the 1965-65 film Thunderball. Dale's life is a tiny bit of a tragic one, not unlike many of the hosts we've actually covered in this round. Apparently his father died on the day of Dale's bar mitzvah, and his mother died by suicide in 1976, having suffered with depression, and she was found by Dale himself. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how you bounce back from that. I don't mean in his career. So he started his career by DJing in nightclubs where he met Steve Allen, who people might know from LBC. He continued working in nightclubs as an entertainer and DJ until he moved into local radio, working in places such as Luton, Wolverhampton, and even Yugoslavia. Yeah, I did see that. He worked for Radio Danube. His TV career started on Pet Watch on Channel 4 in 1986, and his big break was obviously Supermarket Sweep. However, he wasn't the first choice. Really? Give us a clue then, Liz. Give us us a clue. clue. Okay, um, the nation has seen his tackle. Oh, um, you told me this before and I didn't know about it. Yeah. What's his face? What's his what's his name is? It wasn't his, his face name? that people were talking about, I tell you. The the Scouse fella. I don't is he Scouse? Yeah. Maggie Philbin. Che- Cheggers. Plays pot yeah. Cheggers is a Scouser, isn't he? Keith Chegwin was initially offered it, however, he was contractually tied to Planet twenty four and he wasn't able to take the job and therefore Dale was offered it. Well, that um, worked out for the best, I think. I guess it, yeah. I, I, although I could imagine Cheggers doing supermarkets. So that's not beyond the realms of imagination. Cheggers was an immensely likable person. Even yeah, I, I did like him. I, although I think even when I was younger, I, I do remember thinking, what did Maggie Philbin see in him? <laughs> she was she a bit I, of Maggie, me. Yeah, I remember her being a pretty girl, and I don't remember Cheggers being a, a looker. Um <laughs> So, in an interview, 
Uh, Dale states he was asked to butch it up for the first series of Supermarkets. I mean, I didn't see any evidence of that. Um, however, when he started to be his more authentic self, he states that's when the show gained popularity. During his Supermarket Sweep stint, he also presented Top of the Pops a number of times between 95 and 96. He's also very well known for the In It to Win It, the pre-lottery show, Celebrity Fit Club and Hole in the Wall. Dale Winton kind of didn't officially come out. Yeah, he, he said he'd never told his mother. <laughs> he never told his died. mum, but his mum did die in 1976. He didn't come out until his autobiography, and that was released in 2002. Yeah, it's like, it's fairly obvious, Dale. Yeah, it, it's like, I don't know, when Elton John or, or George Michael came out, I don't think anyone was really surprised. I read a few interviews with people that had been on the show originally who, who spoke really highly and lovingly about him, actually. Mm. Um, although uh, one person did say that they had to keep stopping the cameras so he could get his mascara redone. <laughs> and I have always... He, I, I've always thought he does have fairly prominent eyes and eyelashes, so yeah. that probably... Um, reinforces that and a little known fact that i learned earlier this afternoon all of like five minutes before we recorded into rap music into rap music yeah that's interesting yeah on his music taste i was listening to satellite radio in america in my car once and this amazing record record came on (laughs) by this artist called naz it was so exciting and clever and fresh. I went mad for it. Mad for it. Uh, now it's all about Jay-Z and the game and Lil Wayne for me. Really? Naz yeah. is quite... Um, it's like hardcore misogyny. Homophobia. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, it is. Um, go on. I, I've bored you enough with um, my musings. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> what do you make of him? love dale les okay there's nothing not to like really i mean i've even tried digging up a dirt about him but he's literally loved by all comes across really well yeah um, quite authentic yeah he's just i think i've seen a quote that he said if you if if you're not yourself then people kind of figure you out so yeah, yeah. became myself and people either like you or they don't and he's very likable yeah. Dale is really quite professional as well, considering this is a daily show. Yeah. There's tons of different little games within the rounds and they change it up. Yeah. He's excellent. Do you not think? I do think he's excellent. To be fair, I don't think it's really difficult talking about the price of kitchen cleaner and powdered custard. No, I th- I th- I disagree. I think this was nearly as good as what we had Leslie Crowther on with the different games in that. I know they're all variations on a theme, but they were slightly different. But he was never, when he was explaining the games, he was like, boom, 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 really good. Yeah. I'm not entirely convinced that it was all auto-cued for him either. I I just think he was really good at it. It was natural. I don't think it ever felt forced. Okay, taking everything into account, <clears throat> and I'm loath to score this, given the the feedback I've had before, but I've given him a score of eight. I would have given him a nine, to be honest, but it's not worth the joker. And I'm really not sure how you're going to score the rest of the rounds either, so I think that's slightly harsh on Dell. I think he's really good, really personable. I think he's really good. But eight, eight's a good score. Round three. 
Retro Quizicality. So, the show ran for eight series between 1993 and 2001, with a single year return in 2007, and 589 episodes were filmed. So, the format, for any of you that don't know, is that three pairs of contestants play various games in the first half to try and build on the one minute of time they're given at the start of the show. Correct answers add 10 seconds to their clocks, though in some rounds, if all the teams agree on the correct answer, bonus time is added. The first player in each couple plays two games, and the player switch, and player two has another couple of games. And then there's a random round where those players come back, and then they answer questions alternately and kind of walk around each other, which is a bit unusual. With their time banked, there's an advert break, and the teams return in the second half for the big sweep. In this, one member of the team goes wild in the aisles to try and get the highest shopping total. Various mini-games, such as Dale's Shopping List, The Manager's Special, Pick and Mix, Inflatables, and all these other things can add, potentially, more Wonga to their subtotal. At the end of the dash, the scores are added up, minus any deductions for breakages and items that are left on the floor. And the team with the highest total gets to play the Super Sweep. In the Super Sweep, the team has one minute to answer and find three clues with the last one, meaning that they win £2,000 uh, before the one minute runs out. Paul, <laughs> retroquizicality is and always will be your baby. What, what do you make of it? I have to be honest, I was never a great fan of this show. And on viewing it for a second time, I still find it a little bit boring. Okay, I'm, I'm quite surprised. I, mean, I, I like the host. I like okay. the quizzy bits, but the actual... Sh- I don't know. So this you like the quizzy bits, and you like, <laughs> like the quality dashes, so actually you like the show. Is it that what just you're gets telling? a bit repetitive. It was a struggle to watch three full episodes, I have to say. Considering I like watching the new one, I just I think Ryland's funnier than, than Dale, and it makes it more watchable. I don't think Dale... I mean, to defend him ever try to be funny he, he, he had his old gaggy moments and with his banter with <laughs> Let, the contestants about that, the better. <laughs> it's another Prior... one of them games that you you like it best when they mess up and oh, i don't yeah. like that uh, i, I like a you game buggering up things i do but not in in the game show it's like we talked about the crystal maze and i wasn't enamored with that going back to it either i like a challenge that's this isn't university challenge, I realise that. Um, I think you've been a tiny bit unfair on Dale, because when, as, as we said in the last round, Dale came into this as not a particularly big celebrity. He obviously wasn't the first choice for the show, and he didn't have very much TV background. No, I don't know many Ryland people have moment, ever heard of him, have they? No, well, not, not a lot. Rylan at the moment is almost like the male equivalent to Emma Willis in that he's everywhere. Do I think he's entertaining? Yeah, I do. But I don't like too much of a good thing. Because it's such a new revamp, it's really easy to compare the two having seen them both next to each other. But I just, I just, the, even the game, I'm not that interested with Rylan. I just think he kind of bumps the sharp a bit. One of my favourite things, thinking on. I made a note of is that in the old version when people are answering the questions they'd always answer the question and then say Dale Dale yeah yeah like P's Dale yeah so I just kind of went through my head of like I wish the answer was Emma Dale or Roch Dale (laughs) just 
spent about half an hour amusing myself looking up on the internet <laughs> prefixes to Dale. <laughs> to Dale. Um, Wensley. Dale. Um, and I yeah, just, weird, I, I, I just found mean. myself like hazing over for 20 minutes through the quiz hoping that they'd say something funny like that but they never did. Well, do, do you know, I told you that I, I read a few interviews with um, contestants before, um, and one of them actually referenced what exactly what you've, you've mentioned, saying that, um, so he was on national TV, and his first words on national television were Apple Crumble Dale. <laughs> <clears throat> we were told to say Dale after each sentence, which we were more than happy to do. It did sound a bit robotic. It was a bit weird but i think that kind of for me bred the familiarity of yeah, it all it did. i think dale was more everyone's best friend everyone's nice uncle I thought you would really appreciate the word games There's yeah, a i lot do of... i do like the quizzy bit and it's very interactive and it's not that difficult and it's very you know it's something you can join in with but the rest of the show isn't as I say, the rest of the show is watching them dash around, getting things. Would Would you like to play Supermarket Sweep? Of course. Okay, I'm going to give you a little pricing game because I, I know I know you like a pricing game, don't you? <laughs> yes, Dale. <laughs> so obviously, every answer you you would have to suffix with Les, otherwise it wouldn't be a correct answer. Well, it okay. might not be correct anyway, but I won't accept <laughs> it. Okay. Um, so. I have a, a bottle of lemon all-purpose cleaner here. Mm. And I'm going to show you three items. And you have to tell me which item is exactly the same price as the lemon cleaner. Okay. Okay. Is it item number one, blackcurrant jam? Is it item number two, chicken paste? <laughs> Whatever happened to chicken? You know those horrible yeah, little used to, yeah. I used to have beef, chicken, and salmon paste alternately oh. in my Star Wars lunchbox at school, Les. They all taste the same. No, they don't. They all kind. They all taste different kinds of revolting. Yes. Or is it item number three, glacé cherries? Jam. <laughs> um, I can tell you, blackcurrant jam... And this is basically... Jam Les, sorry. The answer is Jam Les. <laughs> For our listeners that have switched off, this is actually how exciting supermarkets <laughs> Blackcurrant Jam... Oh, right, I'll tell you now. Um, <laughs> What's the answer, Les? I'm going to. The lemon, and this is how Dale would have done it. Well, I can tell you that the lemon all-purpose cleaner was 99p. Blackcurrant Jam, 83 pence. Chicken Paste. 56 pence. The glacé cherries, Les. The glacé cherries, yeah. Mm. Again, another failure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul fails another go. And obviously, there are there, there's only so many questions you can have that are about food. It's kind of, it does get a tiny bit monotonous. Like, some of the word ones were a bit fun. I wish like... you'd have given me a word game. You haven't given me a word game because, you know, I get it right, Les. All right, you can have a word game. Go on. What goes before clean onion and water? <laughs> Spring. Did you? You didn't know straight away. No, did I didn't. I was just like, what? <laughs> I was going. Is it Having red? Is it red? Up. No. <laughs> 
red water, yeah. red clean, red on <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to edit this to make yourself I'm not, sick. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to leave it in. So what was, what was your answer? Spring. No, it was spring layers. <laughs> Pringles. <laughs> Done. How about this? This kind of fox meter. Time, dance, and cake. I don't know. This. So it's not sexy. <laughs> sexy cake. <laughs> Oh, it, it's two of them. You can have sexy time and you can have sexy dance. But <laughs> to be fair, we both like cake. We we probably on a good day would call cake sexy. What the hell is the answer? Tea. Ah. <laughs> when people are on the spot, Les, yeah. they get brain freeze. I'm getting brain freeze and I'm in a room alone talking to someone I've known for years. These guys are on TV, so you can kind of excuse them when they do get brain freeze, I suppose. Yeah. That's my excuse for being absolutely rubbish at all these games. Well, to be fair, I do I do um I do scour the internet for questions that you're likely to get wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, if you because obviously the question that everyone wants to know, if you made it to the the um the big sweep, not the mm. super sweep, how would you spend your time? If there was a booze aisle, I'd be in the booze aisle. I or, said that to the, the other day, but I, apparently there is no alcohol. I don't know if right. that's so on toi- the... So toiletries then? Like what? Bog roll? No, like shampoos and shampoo's creams not and stuff like that. Or the, there's an electric section, isn't there? I'm not sure. That, I think they have things like household. Like everyone always picked up an ironing board and I guess they're about 20 quid. Yeah, but I would literally. I, would, I don't know. People spend a lot of time dashing around. You just get free. You just pick an aisle and get free of everything off instead of spending half your time running round. So you wouldn't go for the old three item shopping list, which was a hundred pounds, or you wouldn't do the well, five hundred yeah, grams of pick and mix. So one put you get to do it in stages, don't you? So the one person would do that, and then the next person would just absolutely shed the trolley full of whatever they can put in there quickly. So I wouldn't be dashing around, literally spend it in one aisle filling the trolley once you've got all those other bits. I think if you did that for start, it wouldn't make very good telly. It's all about if you literally, isn't it? Yeah, if you literally just stood in one item, didn't run, didn't do, just casually... literally tip one shelf into your trolley and casually I've got seven hundred tins of bagged beans here, Dale. Casually sauntering over to aisle four and taking three of every tin. I mean, I don't even think you'd yeah, get I'd, that I'd, much. I'd be in the just the aisle with all the toothpaste and all that caper me. Mm. Toothpaste ain't cheap, Les. Okay, for all the reasons that we've discussed, I do think it's quite a varied game. I do like the end. You're right, it can be a tiny bit slow. I've given it a score of seven. I probably would have marked it one less for a six. Again, it's not worth playing my Joker for. It wasn't my favourite first time round. I really like the revamp of it, so I thought I'd appreciate it more than I did first time round, and I didn't really. Round four, originality. 
So this show dates back all the way to the 1960s when it debuted somewhat predictably in the United States. <laughs> it was shown on ABC between 1965 and 1967 and then it disappeared until its resurrection in 1990, which I assume prompted the UK version, which started in 1993. Aside from the fact that it had an American predecessor, as, to be honest, a lot of our shows do, it's definitely an original concept and something that everyone is able to buy into, if you forgive the obvious shopping pun. I think when I was a kid, competition-wise, there was always trolley dashes somewhere. I do like the fact that the show has two very distinctive halves. You've got the calm and the varied quiz section in the first half, and you've got everything goes absolutely frantic in the second half. I do think the whole show is the campest thing that we've seen. Not just because of Dale, but the whole shopping thing. Those, I mean, those jumpers. Yeah, I was going to say, the jumpers are brilliant. Right. Honestly, the jumpers with, what is it, there's pink, yellow and blue. Yeah, they're all pastel um, shades, obviously. The numbers on the jumpers, like team one, two and three, they've got the same on the trolleys. One thing that you alerted me to that I didn't realise is that in the credits, they obviously reference the supermarkets, don't they? That is based on or furnished by. And there's a disclaimer in the credits as well, saying that the show can't guarantee products at the prices that they're on air. Really? And you just kind of, yeah, you kind of think, is anyone that stupid? Yeah, that... Just, is this an actual real shop that we can go and buy stuff? Well, quite. It's like just on the back of our our lemon pledge cleaner. If someone saw it's 99p, I can't imagine they'd switch the TV off and just head down there. <laughs> go down the local quickie and go, well, this is <laughs> the same price as it was in Dale's market. <laughs> yeah, I want my money back. <laughs> I mean, the round is originality. Is it original? Yeah, of course it is. There's been nothing like it except the rehash. Although, I mean, if I'm really honest, I'm I'm loathe to keep mentioning Big Break because I realise that I'm the only person that loves it because it's at the top of our (laughs) vomiter. I think Big Break would could really do with a revamp um, be shown now. However, Supermarket Sweep for me just doesn't work. All in all, I've given originality a score of nine. Nine? Yeah. Well, you've only got two rounds you could play your Joker on, and you don't know how I'm going to go next round. I'm really shocked that you've given this a nine. It was invented in the 60s, man. It's original that it's, it's got shopping in it. But even then, there's elements of prices right in after games. The word games we've seen before, fill in the blanks, blankety blank. Feels original because it's set in a supermarket, but all the games are essentially the same apart from the trolley bit. My joke is coming out here. I'm going to give it... I'm going to be less harsh than I perhaps could be. I'll give it... I'm going to bring it down to a seven. Round five. Budget. So as we've touched upon already, the set is pretty impressive. It's obviously a mocked up um, supermarket. All the prices and products came from licensed supermarkets and it's pretty realistic. Series one was provided by Asda. Series two was co-op and afterwards it was Summerfields. Do you remember Summerfields? I do remember Summerfields. Artists formerly known as Safeway, weren't they? (laughs) Yes. The attention to detail is is probably better than we've seen in most shows. The set is Excellent. I think this is every bit as good as everything apart from the 
the big one, I suppose, which was Crystal Maze. And three, two, one. I think. Remember they yes, built yes, their, yes. their every week. That, yeah. That was, so um, I think it probably ranks third behind those. Okay. Sets-wise. But obviously, with budget, we do sets and we do prizes. There's a real lack of prizes, and I, I think you're probably going to uh, correct me here. There doesn't <laughs> seem to be a consolation prize. And in those interviews that I mentioned earlier, the the ex contestants do talk about the sweaters, those sweatshirts that they got to keep. But they don't get anything else. No. thing that makes it up for me is the fact that £2,000 is up for grabs every day of the week. Yeah. For 75 shows in one series. That's not to be sniffed at. It's not, but how often do you think... I got the impression, again, I mean, if I'm renowned for anything in our show, it's casting aspersions over the integrity of some of these shows i found that the final rounds were either really really simple yeah. or they well, were nowhere near yes as i said i only watched three and one couple did win i reckon they'd have had at least one winner a week but the, they literally could in theory have had five two grand winners a week the key to winning the final is trying to in earlier rounds memorize where everything is first but obviously, when you're caught up in it, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have been able to do it. Oh, that's really clever. I didn't even think of that. Um, anything else about the budget? Not really. The set's brilliant. I think the prizes are the the main prize is pretty good. Solid, if not spectacular. I think. Given everything that you've said, the set is brilliant. I mean, it probably isn't hard to mock up a supermarket, but. The attention to detail is excellent. Yeah. However, I, I don't agree with the... I, I find it really difficult to believe that they couldn't make a little trophy of a, a trolley on a plinth or something. I'm just disappointed that if you go on it, you meet Dal Winton, you take a sweatshirt home. I've given it a score of seven. That leaves a Supermarket Sweep with a score of 36. Okay. I think that's about right. Bear in mind, it wasn't on primetime TV, but it's kind of just missed our top ten. Um, I think it's a fair showing. We have been Les and Paul. Please, please, please don't make this the least listened to episode because I will never live that down. Thank you so much for listening. Um, continue to follow us, share us, like us, tell your friends. So it's a good night for me and it's a good night from Paul. <laughs> You've taken all my lines, man. Oh.